I'm Adam Rappaport. Welcome to the Bon Appetit Foodcast. Joining me today is restaurant and drinks editor Andrew Knowlton. Andrew, how you doing? Awesome. Awesome is good. We'll take awesome. Then we have our special guest, Joe Badia from Pizzeria Badia in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Joe, thanks for coming up. Thanks for having me. So in our new issue of Bon Appetit, the July issue, Andrew here named you proprietor of the best pizzeria in america what do you think about that that's kind of insane wait he Uh, just can i just he just found this out literally five minutes before walking into this room i spent probably 48 hours with you hanging out after having eaten there a few times and then we went down and shot and we did a video but you didn't know the extent of i I knew nothing i'm honored (laughs) to see this in a way i haven't even read it yet but um uh, nobody reads the words anyway it's just about the picture that's fine yeah (laughs) It's a good headline and a good picture. The, the, the headline is The Pizza Saint of Philly. And if I can just say, so I, I read the article, obviously. I helped edit it, I guess. Yeah. I just watched the video, which is really awesome and delicious. But I noticed you showed up empty-handed. Where's the pizza, dude? Uh, I'm, 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 I've been off for a couple of days, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I, w- I only want to bring you the freshest. So if it's not going to be... Uh worthy. I'm not going to waste your time. Well, that's, I mean, that's actually a good question. So as Andrew writes about in this piece, you make 40 pizzas a day pretty much every day. It's you and your colleague, John Walker, and that's it in a, in a small sort of nondescript space. And that's what you do. When did you sort of realize that I have the skills to just do this? I mean, because that's it, it takes a lot of confidence to just do one thing and one thing only. Well, I used to brew beer for a living. And I was doing a small sort of thing in Japan at the Hitachino Brewery. And I just remember being impressed by all the restaurants in Tokyo. Uh, I think there were, I mean, there were like uh, more restaurants in Tokyo than New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles combined. And most of them are really good. Yeah. And they're all all on the ninth floor of a building. (laughs) Yeah, or in the basement. Um, I mean, they have three Michelin sushi in the basement of a department store. I mean, it's just, or or Jiro's in a a train station. But um, I, I think I was really impressed by people just dedicating themselves to one thing, to this craft. And I was also impressed by the few people in America who were just doing that too. I mean, there was like like a Chris Bianco, um, Dom DeMarco. And Chris, Chris is from Pizzeria Bianco in Phoenix. Yeah. Dom is, has Pizzeria DeFara out yeah. in Mid- Midwood, Brooklyn. There's that other guy, Anthony uh, Mangieri, who was Una Pizza. Who used to be in New York and now yeah. he's in San Francisco. So all my favorite places were the people that were just doing this one thing, and they were making all the pizza. That coupled with the fact of being in Japan really left an impression, and I was like, you know, I can do this. And and I didn't want to get into a restaurant where there's like managers and dishwashers and this (laughs) like whole infrastructure. It's like "Ah, I don't I don't like it. You know, it's like I want to be in control and and try and do the best thing that I can do and have a high attention to detail. And within that, those sort of confines, I, I feel like I can achieve that. I mean, I, I think it's interesting, um, you know, talking with Joe, that pizza making is very simple, you know, like it's a simple process. It's just people don't want to take the time to do every step the way they should do that. And and also, because it is so simple, it takes one, I feel like the best pizza, the, the pizzerias that you just mentioned there's always one person doing that pizza exactly and it's the same like i can't think of any restaurant that i've ever been to that one person has made every single 
dish that I've ever been to. Yeah. Like Joe makes every pizza. He's made I don't know how many pizzas you've made since you've been open two in years. two years. Yeah. So do the math. But that that kind of skill. And one other thing is I think I think you're des- you were destined to make pizza because we talked about your father being Sicilian mm-hmm. and coming over from Sicily. Right. Uh, right over on Ellis Island right here as a six-year-old. Yeah. And then the fact that you were brewing beer, which we talked about how dough and, and yeast fermentation. and the fermentation yeah. process. And then just your your uncle owned a pizzeria in Lancaster County. And you remember Friday night pizza nights, as many of us do. And then you went to Tokyo and, and discovered Savoy Pizza, which was this Neapolitan-style pizza place where this one guy was making pizza. And you came back... I don't know. There's something in the the cards there for you that you need to do. You need to address, buddy. <laughs> well, it, a lot of it too is like just personal like values too. It's like I really hold those things important. The uh, you know attention to detail and quality. That's like just something inside of me that I you know believe in. It's like almost like a I don't want to like like say like a performance, but it's like these are sort of my values, and to be able to do that in a professional sense is really like pretty awesome. And I don't really necessarily think that I'm special or I'm doing anything special. I think I'm just doing things in my own mind uh, the way they should be. So, but it's it's just simple, you know, pizza that's well done, but that's it, which sounds almost like a weird old Sicilian man. Like, <laughs> this is the way they should be done, but that's that's how I feel. So, that's how I'm doing it, you know? Let's, let's talk about the pizza itself. Andrew, if you could succinctly describe Joe's pizza and how it might compare to other ones. Right. I think, for, for starters, it's a combination of the pizza that I remember after T-Ball you know, after we won or lost, would go have this kind of American style pizza with probably too much cheese, too much dough. It reminds me of that a little bit, but then a combination you bring in the more Neapolitan style where the the crust matters and the crust has flavor, it's salty, and you can taste the kind of fermentation that's going on. And so it's a hybrid of those two. It, to me, it's American pizza, and Joe and I have talked about this. It looks American. It's not, like I said, the Neapolitan where you have minimalistic toppings and you know maybe four or five little things of mozzarella, and you can eat it all by yourself. It's a 16-inch pizza. Not, you know, Americans would recognize this pizza, I yeah. think. And and you that's know, the it, idea. Yeah, it doesn't. It, you don't want it to be some sort of like bougie, right? You know. I don't know, fancy thing. Like, like for me, the flavors, for the most part, you know, I really want them to be familiar and not something that's like necessarily fancy, even though I'm using really nice, you know, organic flour and good Jersey tomatoes and nice mozzarella, uh, California olive oil, like all those things are really important. So it's like taking those things, elevating them, but not really messing with them too much. Right. You know, I was there for two days straight, basically. And when I talked to every customer that walked in, the number one thing they said about Joe's Pizza, like, what what are you standing in line for? Like, what is the two-hour wait? You know, what what makes it worth it? And every single one of them says, the crust. And I can't, you know, there's this crunch and this crackle. It's, it, it's well done, but it's not over overbaked. Joe doesn't use the the trendy wood-burning oven or or charcoal. He just uses your regular old pizza joint, you know, 
dry oven. Yeah, that's what you talk about. You say this is not the 900 degrees, you know, uh, no. Neapolitan style that a lot of pizza pizzaiolas are using. This is a 600 degree basic pizza oven, right? Yeah, it's an oven. Uh, I actually discovered it from a, a pizzeria in Chicago that's no longer around called Great Lake. Oh, yeah. And they were which, making beautiful which, pizza. Which my colleague, Alan Richmond, former colleague, Alan Richmond. Called that the best pizza in America. Called the best pizza in America about five it, years it ago. It was excellent pizza. And they're, they're, they're great people. And they... That's how I sort of discovered it. But it's a Montague. It's an oven uh, and a company from the Bay Area. It's been around for a long time. And it's a little bit different. It, it is a regular sort of deck oven, uh, gas deck oven. It's a modified in a way where the, the bottom is brick, which every you know oven is brick. But the sides and the back and the top are all brick. So it's a little more mm-hmm. efficient, uh, a little more of an even bake. And really, again, it, it's all about the fermentation of the dough. Well, it's interesting. On this video we have on bonappetit.com right now about kind of spending a day with you and making a pizza, um, and you're portioning out the dough, which you make a day ahead, and that morning you come in, you start to portion it out. You do 40 pounds of dough a day, and then you portion it into 40 portions, and that's it, right? That's, that's right. That's, yeah. how much you're, that's how much you're making. And Sometimes we do, like on a Friday or Saturday, we could do like five more or five. something. But yeah, it's like... <laughs> Not a lot more. It's, but It's more about the time that it takes to do it. So like, you know... But what I love is in watching the video is like you're portioning out the dough and the dough is literally hissing and bubbling before it ever goes in the oven. There are just bubbles and it's just, it's alive. Right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. If your dough isn't alive and sort of moving in that way and, you know, doesn't have all this sort of uh, texture and, and all those things, it's probably not going to taste that great. Because yeah. we've, talked about, we've talked about the crust being, I know you don't like putting percentages on stuff, but I think you mentioned that the crust is 90% of a pizza. 99%. 99% <laughs> I would pizza. I would sort of say, so if you're putting 99% of your effort into this one sort of thing, which it, it's essentially almost 99% of what you're actually eating, um, then chances are you're going to be making a really nice sauce and sourcing good pork to make your sausage and all these other sort of things. They just sort of fall in line. And, and if it, you're half-assing your, your dough, then you're probably half-assing everything else. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's also interesting. I think the, the downfall of most mediocre American pizza is there's too much toppings. And they, they, put all, they just pile on a bunch of stuff and... Uh, I was at Roberta's yesterday here in, in Brooklyn, and I mean, I, I love their pizza. And what, I think what they do so well is they'll have five toppings on a pizza, but they're scant toppings. They, right. yeah. they never weigh down the crust. There's just like a, a hint of this and a hint of that, a pancetta and spring onions, et cetera. Well, I think with Joe's menu, you know, he always has the the kind of basic pizza with tomato sauce and the two types of dry and fresh mozzarella. And then you can add various toppings to that one. Then he always has the number two pizza, which is a a seasonal pizza, whether that has corn on it um, or you have spring onions and arugula or something like that. And then the third pizza, which is your spicy pizza. And those are the only three pizzas that you can order at at Pizzeria Badia. And I know Joe feels strongly about Two toppings max, three toppings well, max. I, I sort of let people do whatever they want. Right. Although I, I would. You will yeah. judge them though. Uh, yeah, you, you want people. I don't know. It, it's different. It's, it's, it's almost like an education because, you know, some people will come in and they want four things on the pizza, and it's like the simplest for me is always the best. So like, I would prefer cheese, the regular sort of pizza over pizza with toppings on it, just personally. And even meat on pizza, I think it gets to be a little bit heavy. Um, we use a really nice salami. I make sausage. I don't load it up. I don't want people to like 
be chewing on a mouthful of sausage. Yeah, yeah. That to me just is sort of a turn off. How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? <laughs> Uh, you know, I actually don't hate it. I don't think I would personally do it, but it, yeah, it's better than chicken. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want dried chicken. Sorry, Wolfgang. Yeah. So when you're making pizza, you have this nicely fermented dough. You've got crushed Jersey tomatoes, olive oil, uh, crushed garlic, um, the two types of dried and fresh mozzarella. And then after the pizza comes out of the oven, you shave old gold cheese on top of it. I've never, this is well, new to me. Yeah. What is old gold cheese and how and why does it, does it end up on your pizza? There's a um, there's a little stand in the Reading Terminal Market, which is one of the oldest markets in Philadelphia, or one of the oldest markets in the country. I was really looking hard for a while there for a local cheese I could sort of grate over the top when the pizza came out, like a finishing cheese. And I found this one cheese uh, from Western Pennsylvania from the Hidden Hills Dairy. It's called Old Gold. And it's uh, just a really nice, like, you know, year plus. um, It's a raw cow's milk, you know, salty, rich, fatty. And it just works really well. I grate that on top um, when the pizza comes out. Um, the only imported ingredient I use is uh, Sicilian oregano, just like sort of a, a pinch, which is sort of more of a nod to my father than anything. And then I drizzle some California extra virgin olive oil on top too. After, afterwards. Is making pizza a sort of quixotic quest or do you achieve perfection a few times a night where you're like, that pizza's perfect? There's a few times a night where I look at it and I'm, I'm really happy with the way <laughs> it looks. And you can just tell by looking at it sometimes, but I think it all like most of the time it's, it's probably going to taste pretty good whether or not I think it's, you know, beautiful or not. You know, I think it's going to end up being pretty good. Do you feel that pizza should be or your, let's talk about your pizza in particular. Should it be eaten straight out of the oven, or is it okay to put it in a box and travel 10 minutes to someone's house and by the time they get home and set the table? Well, that's that's a good question because, you know, one thing we need to clarify is Joe's Pizza Place has no no chairs, no phone, a pizza place that doesn't have a phone. They don't deliver. So you basically have to come in and either stand at one of the two standing tables it's true. Or it's true. Or or you know, take it home. And in that sense, it's a it's best used as a local pizza neighborhood pizzeria. What's the best way to eat your pizza? Is it are you okay with people taking it out? Because I, I would a, say eighty okay percent of the people that I met mm, took it out. Yeah, I, I think it's probably like forty percent thirty to forty percent eat in and then the the rest take it out. But it changes every night. Right. I would say that 100% the best way to eat pizza would be right there in the pizza shop after you let it cool for five minutes because it's really hot when it comes out of the oven. Yeah, naturally. The mo- like when it's molten hot and the cheese it, actually slides off. When you, yeah. you never want to put anything in your mouth that's 600 degrees. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just a bad idea. Um, not just my pizza in particular, but it's a really sort of well-fermented, you know, like a bread. And, and I think that holds up better than your average Neapolitan pizza, which after it cools down in 10 minutes is sort of sometimes dead. And so I think that it does have life to it. I mean, we have people who come in from the suburbs, you know, drive 45 minutes to come in and get, and they, you know, get like three pizzas and they freeze them. No. Yeah, no, and they swear by it. I mean, it's like interesting, (laughs) you know, they have a special technique for freezing them and then they just sort of put them in the toaster oven. But like, <laughs> I, I, I do think that there's something there where it, it still has life left to it. So it, it still eats well 
after it's you know cooled down and and certainly like cold the next day it's still pretty good Do, but uh, the, the but fresh is is always the best yeah. why didn't you open a bigger pizzeria why didn't you open one you know even if you had the money to open it why 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 didn't you open a 100 seat pizzeria with a bunch of people running it you know i mean that just I think for me, initially, I enjoy making pizza, uh, and I wanted to do it. And I, I I think I'm sort of at the capacity of that now. And if I'd done something bigger, I would be managing people and not making pizza. And that just didn't, you know, that just didn't interest me. So I think the sort of, like, joy of, like, cooking and making the pizza, I think, was was really important. Um, so the 40, the 40 pizza night thing is not... Because Joe's lazy or Joe doesn't care. It's because, I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, it, but it's because that's all you can do and physically do it every day, right? I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I ended up working, you know, Pizzeria Badia is open 20 hours a week, but I work 60 hours a week to do the 20 hours. And I could hire somebody to come in during the day and, you know, make the sauce and, you know, you know sort of do all the prep work. But I just, I don't know, it just wouldn't make sense. I actually enjoy that you know, just as much as making pizza, you know, being in there during the day, doing the dough is so like relaxing. I come in, it's really mellow. I listen to the Stern show, whatever. And it's just, it's just so, you know, it's fun for me. It's a, it's sort of a quiet time. Adam, that was one of the most shocking things when I, when I came there at 9am that this pizza, this amazing pizza that we call the best pizza in America is basically raised on Howard Stern (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a podcast, but yeah. It's a radio show. <laughs> it's a radio <laughs> this show. This is a podcast. We, yeah. we are no Howard Stearns. Um, all right, so Pizzeria Bedia on the corner of East Girard Avenue, and I don't even know how to pronounce it. Shackamaxon. Shackamaxon in the Fishtown neighborhood of Philadelphia. Get there quickly because the line is already forming. Um, but Joe, before we let you go, we are going to play our lightning round, oh boy. which we do with all our guests. So you get, I'm going to give you an either-or question, but you got to answer them. You got some pizza nerd questions and just some regular questions. You ready? Sure. Pepe's or Sally's? You know what? I've I've been to Pepe's and it was delicious. I really like the clam pie, but I've never been to Sally's. And people swear by Sally's, but it's all like, you know. And we're talking about Frank Pepe's and yeah. <clears throat> Sally's in, in, in New Haven, Connecticut. I actually have the number to Sally's in my phone. Whichever one you go to is the wrong one, according to everyone else. Right. It, it, it's, it's almost <laughs> annoying by how much people swear by one place over the other place. And it's like, it's probably pretty, pretty close. Uh, not necessarily in the context of pizza, but in any context. Mozzarella di bufala or burrata? Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, the buffalo has got more fat to it, so... <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd take, uh, I guess, the, the, the buffalo. Extra cheese or extra sausage? Ugh. I definitely. <laughs> I guess extra cheese. I don't really, I mean, honestly, I make my own sausage. I use really good pork, but I don't like sausage on pizza. Uh, this, is an, this is an important pizza question. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, yeah, I, you know what? We serve uh, Mexican Coke. So I would say that. That's the best. Just because it's like, uh, yeah. I would say that's real sugar. I'm gonna say that's the right answer. Yeah, I don't but I don't really drink soda, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm saving. I save room for a wine. Louis C.K. or Rodney Dangerfield? Oh God! I mean, I would probably ha- have to say Rodney. <sighs> Domino's or Pizza Hut? Parentheses. Sorry, we had to. I would probably. I don't know. You know what? I think I was drunk uh, <laughs> a couple months ago, and I ordered. 
I don't know. What did I get? I think I got some sort of Domino's pizza. Wait, <laughs> Joe, you you ordered Domino's pizza? Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes you're sort of hard up for pizza and it's like everything's closed. I think I had jalapenos on it and it was like some sort of, I don't know. I, I would probably say Domino's, but I really don't care. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Philly question. Dr. J or Charles Barkley? Ooh, I mean, I I grew up with uh, with Charles, so he's a I'm a big uh, fan of his. The round mound of rebound. Yeah, 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 yeah. His uh, his one book I love. Um, I may be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry or Bob? Oh, I mean, definitely Jerry. I know uh, Andrew's a, a Bobby <laughs> guy, but I don't know. But you know what? You my new thing is I I think like. I, I was. We're talking about the Grateful Dead, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, those yeah, that's fine. Pop food lovers out there who have no idea what we're talking about. You know, I had about. a new sort of revelation. I, I was always such a um, George Harrison fan and a John Lennon fan. Like they're they're sort of my guys in the Beatles. But then recently, I, I I was listening to a little bit of Paul McCartney, and I'm just like, you know what? Why don't I just embrace Paul McCartney because he's still around? So now Paul McCartney is my favorite Beatle. Uh, so I, you know what? Bob Weir is my. Is, I yeah, would say Bob Weir because you, you know he. I can still go see him. Good answer. All right, Joe Badia. Thank you for joining us at the Bon Appetit Foodcast here at One World Trade Center. I'm Adam Rappaport. That's Andrew Knowlton, and that's Joe Badia from Pizzeria Badia in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Baba Booey. The Bon Appetit Foodcast is recorded to a digital device in the small conference room on the 36th floor of One World Trade Center in New York City. Our engineer is Mitra Kaboli, with production assistance from Bill Cushing and Kerry Polis, and is produced by Scott DeSimon. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or at bonappetit.com.